Hello everybody and welcome to Road Talks. I hope that you're having a great week, a start to your week and into your week. Whenever you're listening to this, I hope that your week, that your day, that your month is great and filled with God's blessings. Anyway, we're going back to the lessons that I learned from my ex part two. So stay tuned. But first, take a deep breath with me in three two Guess who's back? Back again. Back in a better. Yeah. So this week, um, uh, we are we're just doing a lot of things, honestly. And um, so we haven't been um, I haven't been recording for a while. Actually, I had a lot queued up in the bank. So this is the first time I've recorded in a while. So there's no pause for you guys, but there was a pause for me. And I missed you guys. I really did. And so I um, also want to address there will be no recorded uh, video of this particular podcast or moving forward for the time being, um, just because your girl got to upgrade the camera equipment a little bit before we um, before we press on, you know? So uh, today we're talking about the lessons that my ex taught me. And this is a part two. I definitely welcome you to listen to part one, um, but it is not a prerequisite for this part. You will understand this part. You do not have to go back to part one, but I highly recommend it Um, because that just has more details about the story with my ex because I'm just going to do a quick recap so um basically it's this guy I dated in high school um we met at like a homecoming dance and you know at first I wasn't really feeling him and then we became friends and so we ended up talking and I was like usually when a guy uh wants to date me and I say no I don't really want to date you they usually kick me to the curb they don't want to even talk to me anymore because they can't have what they want and they just don't want if they can't have what they want they don't want me and he was the first person that actually was like still talking to me and I was like huh why are you still talking to me and he's like you know I just want to be friends like just be in your life in any capacity that you would want me to be and um that was the kicker honestly that was like that was what led down the path for me to be to get comfortable and to eventually find myself falling for him um And so, yeah, we dated through high school. I mean, not through high school, through the summer. It was literally, it was a summer, summer loving. It was a summer loving. It was a summer, summer romance type of deal. And so then I went off to college and basically things just hit the rocks. He broke up with me. Very, very sad. Cry, cry, cry. You know, the usual breakup stuff. And so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much up to speed with the whole entire thing. But like I said, 
I believe it's in the, the first part of the lessons that my ex taught me. That's when I go into real detail and you get to know like what was going on in my head and just more, just more detail involving me meeting my ex and the romantic story of it. Uh, because you know, it's part of my story. It's a part of my life and I'm not a, I'm not ashamed to talk about it. Um, and I feel very, uh, happy about that because there was a point in my life where I didn't want to talk about my ex I didn't want to talk about anything to do with my ex I didn't want to like reflect on nothing honey you couldn't get me to do anything because I was still bitter you know like it was to the point where it was like that time of year that uh it would be like the anniversary of him breaking up with me and like I would just feel queasy like just queasy child and just in a bad mood but um god healed me so hallelujah to that and so without further ado we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna get into these lessons so the first lesson that my ex taught me in this part two so i guess this would be the fourth and the fifth i, I don't know how many i did in the first one guys but this is the first one of this episode is how to communicate, but it was through bad communication. So basically, if you heard the first episode, you remember the first episode, I did kind of touch on the fact that as soon as we went into long distance, it became an issue being able to communicate on a regular basis. Um, I was used to basically being caked up with this man on the phone every night. And I didn't necessarily expect that to continue in a long distance type of thing, but I did expect it to have more uh, consistency than it did. And the thing is, when I expressed that, it was just like kind of kind of mugged off, honestly. So and so that just caused a lot of problems, a lot of strife within our dynamic because it's like, dude, like I just want to talk to you, like. I literally can't see it, you know, like it was fine when we were at home and like maybe we wouldn't talk every day, but I think we literally talked every day when I was at home um, because he would come over or we'd go out on a date like probably every week. So it wasn't like a super issue when I was at home, but when I left, like I'm in this new place, I'm in this new environment I'm doing all these new things, you know, of course you want something familiar that you can hang on to. So not only was it hurtful to have him be the one pulling away, but it was just even harder on me because it wasn't like I was at home with my family where I would have that stability. But I learned how to communicate in a better way through that because there was not that good communication and not just in the form of speaking on the phone yes if you are in a relationship whether it be you know in person where you can see the person or long distance you should have some kind of standard on which you're going to communicate with each other you know like understand each other's schedules your obligations but if you really if you're really serious about somebody you you have to make time for them. Otherwise, you're not serious about them because it's shown in the fruit. You know, the Bible says we shall know them by their fruit. So it's the fruit. Your fruit is your actions. So uh, 
if your actions are not showing that you care about that person, then you really don't care about that person. You just like to blow hot air. You like to say nice things. Um, you know, hallelujah. Has anybody ever dealt with that? Has anybody ever <laughs> had a man that said like nice things to them, but did not do any of that? Because yeah, that was me, not just with my ex, but with, you know, other, other, other dudes. <laughs> and, um, it was just the, the main problem with the actual calling was the just irresponsible phone care and he already had this issue when we were you know here when we were home and you know seeing each other from a uh, on a regular basis you know this man just never charged his phone his phone was always dying you know it's just like bro, like you say you love me but I just you, I can't access you like what what are we doing here um you know like as far as I know like you could be dead at the bottom of a ditch somewhere and I wouldn't know because your phone's dead. And so it just, it definitely got magnified when I left because it's like, okay, but like now, like I literally haven't talked to you in like a week. And going from talking to someone every single day to a week, two weeks, three weeks, is it's, it's very jarring. And since this wasn't a discussion that we had before we left... Well, not before I left, he didn't go nowhere. He stayed here. But before I left, since we didn't have this conversation, we didn't have this communication that it's like, hey, uh, you know, I know we're used to talking every day. Is that going to be something that we're still doing? It was just kind of like assume that that was going to keep going. So then when it stopped, I was like, what's wrong? Like, what's going on? What, what, what are we doing here? And, you know, I would try and get it back on track. <laughs> but this man was just not, he was just not with it. And... At that point, I, you know, it was like, it's it's just to the point where it's like, okay, well, what's going on with you? Because you say all these things to me and then you'd like do the opposite. And I would say that that's also like bad communication. Um, it's borderline manipulative, but I'm not, I'm not going to claim that because I don't really know what was going on in that man's head, to be honest, um, because he didn't communicate it to me. So... I said all that to say, the first lesson is how to communicate. I learned through bad communication. On my end, I feel like I did express that it was upsetting to me, but I feel like I could have expressed it in a in a more understandable way. I don't know if it would have made a difference, but, and I think just generally us speaking before I left would have helped with our um, phone calls and just the expectations there because the reason why you end up upset with somebody is because you had an expectation that most likely they never said that they were going to do. A lot of the time I find that when I'm upset or upset with somebody about something, it's usually an expectation that I made up in my head about what they were going to do, but they never said they were going to do that. And so then I just got to check myself because it's like, well, you know, you can't expect something out of somebody that they did not say they were going to do because they're not you and they don't think like you. They don't act like you. Y'all are unique people. So you have to, if you want somebody to do something, talk to them about it and go from there because you still can't force them to do it. But that'll teach you a lot about what what that where that person's priority is based on what they're going to do concerning you especially in relationship 
So yeah, that's the first one. Okay, second one. Second one is how to be consumed in love. I learned, and this was a very, this was a hard lesson for me, how to be completely and utterly consumed in love in in not a healthy way. Like this was a very toxic way to be completely consumed in a relationship. I mean, like, what are those? Like the love songs where the lyrics are like, you can't breathe without him. Like you can't do this without him. I mean, honey, that was me. And that's not good because as Christians, as people of faith, as people who claim to be God's children, as people who claim to know Jesus and receive his salvation, we can't be consumed by any other thing other than him. And yeah, we just, we can't put anything ahead of them. You know, there's the verse in Proverbs, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. That's Proverbs three, five through six. And then there's the one that I actually chose um, just in my notes was Mark 12, 30 that, and you must love the Lord God with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. So in general, the rule is that if you belong to God, if you belong to Jesus, he has to be first and he has to be the one that consumes you. You know, in Hebrews twelve nine it says, our God is a consuming fire. God can't consume you in his fire and refine you and make you new and sanctify you and purify you and make you more like him. He can't do that if you're completely consumed in another thing, if you're completely consumed by another thing. And so I learned just the dangers of that, honestly, because because I was so consumed in this relationship when it ended I had a complete loss of identity. I had a complete loss of who I am. And I just really didn't know who I was going to be without this dude in my life, who I was going to be without this man validating me and making me feel loved and, and making me feel validated in front of others. I mean, there was so much there for me. Just the fact of being able to say that I had a boyfriend was you know, that was something that I was very prideful in because I felt like at that point, if you didn't have a boyfriend, somehow you just weren't as valuable as people who did have a boyfriend. And so since I had a boyfriend, I was like, cool, this is great. Um, I'm I'm with the in crowd, basically. And that's what I wanted to be. But Jesus didn't call us, he didn't call us to be in the in crowd. And it's just, it's so dangerous. And this is like the other episode where I talked about how it's dangerous to not have your first relationship, your first priority be with Jesus and have everything else around it. And this is actually something that I've gotten convicted about recently that in my, in my study time, in my devotional time, um, I would find myself often distracted or just often kind of shaping my Jesus time into my day. 
And I heard in a video that I watched, I think she did like a challenge where she did her, she read the Bible for as long as her screen time was. And she basically said, you know, towards the end, like just in her reflections that you should be building everything around your time with Jesus, which is true because Matthew 6.33 says, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of the things shall be added to you. So we're supposed to seek the kingdom first above everything and and that does look like shaping everything else around your Jesus time, shaping everything else, making sure that you're filled with his spirit, that you're filled and that you can operate fully in the fruit of the spirit and not the walks of the flesh because your flesh is still there and it, it's going to buck, buck up if you let it. So you have to be able to fill yourself in the in the morning in the evening whenever you do it um personally i try to do it twice a day and um yeah we're growing in that but i went on a tangent i went on a tangent honey but basically what i'm trying to say is that when it comes to a relationship god is supposed to be at the head and both the man and the woman are supposed to value god and their relationship with Jesus over their relationship with each other. And through that, that is how the relationship will flourish. If you put that person and you are completely consumed by that person, first of all, it's just dangerous to you. And because that's that's basically, it's not basically, it is, it's an idol that you're putting above God. You're putting this relationship as the priority, as the main thing in your life above God, thinking, you know, convincing yourself that you can't live, that you can't breathe, that you can't function, that you can't be successful without this person, which is a lie because, you know, like, did that person give you life? Did that person create you? Did that person know you before they formed you? No, they didn't form you at all. So, and people mess up. People mess up all the time. Like, they will disappoint you all the time. So not only will you be disappointed, but it will be worse because you expected so much out of this person. You expected them to be your God and to be the one who's going to be your everything. And they can't, they can't be your everything. And, you know, it's like even people, even people who don't rock with God like that, people that don't believe in God like that, they will tell you the same thing, honey. You're not supposed to be completely consumed in a relationship. Like this is just like common knowledge that you, it's not good to be completely consumed in a relationship because that person can take advantage of you. Um, that person can manipulate you. They can pretty much do whatever they want because you feel like this is a, a life sustainer for you instead of the actual life sustainer, which is Jesus. And so I learned how to do that. And obviously that we're not doing that again. And um, the the adverse effects of that were, you know, quite tremendous. And I spent a lot of time um, just trying to find myself again. And, you know, by God's grace, here we are, you know. And um, the next the next thing that I learned from my ex was how to love myself and it was more in retrospect because I feel like in the relationship I compromised a lot of things um I put away a lot of the things that I wanted 
um, I just allowed uh, things to happen that it was like, I should throw that man. Don't be doing that. <laughs> or we breaking up. But I didn't want to break up with him. Like, no way, no how. Because, like I said, I was consumed. So, um, and it controlled what I was going to accept. Because it's like, well, if you don't accept this, like, you know, like, what if you say you want to break up? And he's like, okay, like, what are you going to do? And I was like, well, I'm going to fall apart. So we can't, <laughs> we can't do that. So, but in retrospect, I learned how to love myself because you have to accept yourself and you have to learn to love yourself and love your, even your mistakes, that's what I've learned in these recent years. Even your mistakes. Because I used to look back on that time with my ex. Everything that happened with um, the sexting. With him trying to make me his side chick. Um, just with everything that happened with him. I would feel so embarrassed of her. And what I came to the realization of is that. You know actually I love her. I love Whitney of that time because she did everything, everything that she had in her power to do. And she was doing the best with what she had. And to be honest, she didn't have that much. You know, she was in a college that was basically this sexually charged uh, rebound culture. And so there was nobody there to really show her how to heal from a heartbreak in a, in a healthy way. And so... I am able to honor her. I'm able to honor past Whitney that went through that and especially how she took all of that. And then she finally decided, you know, I'm not about to do this anymore. I'm done with this. I'm going to definitively tell this man that I'm done with this. Like, don't call me no more. Don't text me no more. And then I'm going to seal it by blocking him so that you know, if he decides to go against my wishes, against what I'm asking him to do for me, like, bro, just do me this one favor. Don't ever talk to me again. But, you know, pe people do what they want to do. So, you know, the, the other gift to myself was blocking him, which I talked about in another episode. And I am beginning to learn about love in the way that God loves us and the way that God um, showed us and, and tells us what love and love is in his word. And of course, of course, I'm going to read you this verse. You probably already know it's probably already going through your head, but it's first Corinthians 13, four, uh, <laughs> I'm talking too fast. First Corinthians 13, four through seven. And it says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. And that's just powerful. Like, that's just a powerful statement. It endures through every circumstance. Through every circumstance, God loved me. And through every circumstance, he saw me and he chose me. Through every circumstance, he picks me up and and um, 
turned my entire life around through every circumstance he stayed with me through every circumstance even when I didn't want him he was still with me through every circumstance even when I was just doing my own thing and not really on his side he was still with me and that that's the kind of love that it has to establish itself within you in order to come through you and I don't know about you, but I want to be a, I want to be an extension of God's love to other people. And so I know that I have to receive his love. I have to have that love for myself, be a friend, be kind to myself before I can extend that to another person, because you can really only extend what you know. So if you don't know how to be a good friend to yourself, if you don't know how to speak to yourself in a kind way then it may not come across a good in a in a friendship but I do know people that can hide in a friendship and be really positive in a friendship but actually they're broken inside or actually they they don't really talk well to themselves but they're just like the kindest person um but the level that God wants us to love others can and only be perfected when we accept his love and take on his love within ourselves and for ourselves because he forgives us of things that we do not deserve to be forgiven of and the thing is he forgave us before we even did them like he made the he made the plan like before we even fell so and that that's also just i mean i could just go on and on for days like to think of how how God just saved me and how God just chose me like wow like you just get in a in a mode of awe and in a mode of just like what and why and wow wow but yeah <laughs> the the next lesson that i learned from my ex was how to fall how to fall how to fall in love how to fall in love um what's brought to mind to me right now is that one i think it's vine or tiktok where they're like oh no i'm falling and then they like slide all the way down the stairs like that's basically falling in love. It's way easier to fall in love than you think it is. Um, <clears throat> you can have a lot of chemistry and a lot of um, back and forth with a person. And, and once you're around them, it it just kind of sneaks up on you, child. It just... <laughs> it's like one minute you're like, I really like this person. And you're like, no, like I, I love this person. Um, and it was... It was interesting the first time, you know, this was my first love. So it was interesting the first time I fell in love because like we were on the phone and he wasn't really doing anything in particular. I don't know. Maybe he was being goofy or making me laugh or whatever, because, you know, that was just how we did in that time. But um, I just realized within myself, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I think I love this man. And it was just kind of like, oh, 
how'd you get there? <laughs> and yeah, I would love to hear somebody else's experience though. I would love to hear anybody else's experience concerning love because child, for me, it just, it snuck in on me and I didn't really, I didn't really plan it. I didn't, I knew eventually it was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to happen that fast. Um, we didn't officially tell each other that we loved each other until prom and I made him say it first, child, <laughs> even though I was probably the one that felt it first, <laughs> but, um, yeah, <laughs> um, so it was just how to fall. And I think that there's a certain amount of calm and there's a certain amount of peace that has to be there. In order for you to fall, you can't be scared trying to fall in love. It's just not going to work out for you because perfect love casts out all fear. And you can't, you can't experience the fullness of love or even really love people if you're, you know, if you're making friends with the spirit of fear. You know, I, I, I say this verse, I feel like I say this verse every episode, like, Seriously, every episode. Um, Timothy, is it First Timothy or Second Timothy? Second Timothy one seven, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of, <clears throat> but of power, of love, and of, and of a sound mind. And so, um, I don't know if I said this before, but if if God didn't give you that spirit, there's only one other place that that spirit can come from. <laughs> it's a demon. <laughs> newsflash um it's a demon you know fear is a, fear is a demon if it's not a spirit from god it's not you know there's no gray area in between it's either from the kingdom of heaven or it's from the kingdom of darkness and if if god has expressed that that is not the spirit that he gave us then it's not something that we should be making friends with it's not something that we should be like oh this is just my feeling um it's something that we should actively fight against and just come out of agreement with it and not let it run our lives because it, no, just no, no, absolutely not, absolutely not. So that's what I learned. I learned how to fall and it can be scary it can be scary, but it is like, it is the most, it's a, it's a phenomenon that is really unexplainable via words to be able to fall in love with someone and that person loves you too. And it's like, Loki, this person could really hurt me, but I'm going to keep going because it's worth the risk. It's it's worth it. And man, love is just such a it's just such an indescribable thing. And I'm very grateful that I got to experience that type of love um and learn all those things and be able to heal from it and be able to you know, go into my next relationship um with just the the knowledge and the education and just a better me. 
But y'all, I don't have a boyfriend right now. I, I know I said it in a way that's like, ooh, she got, no, I don't got a boyfriend right now. But, hey, it could happen very soon. Who knows? Who knows? Um, and so I just want to leave you with this thought. We're talking about love. We're talking about lessons. And I would encourage you to, if you have an ex, if you are currently in a relationship that's maybe they about to be your ex, if you're currently in a great relationship, just be open. I would say to be open to love. Be open to love from that person and if you're not in a relationship relationship is not in sight um you know you're single like me right now be open to the love of the father and actually you know what i would say this for everybody be open to the love of the father before you open up to anybody else because you need to know who you are and you need to know where your anchor and where your foundation is. Because if you build your foundation in the wrong place, then it's going to crumble. You know, you'll be like, <laughs> this is such a funny reference, but you'll be like the three piggies. <laughs> you know, one of them built their house out of straw, blew over. One of them built their house out of sticks, blew over. The other one built it out of stone or brick. And the stone and that brick... It ain't blow over. It stayed right up. And Christ is our foundation. He is the solid rock that we stand on. So if we don't take the time to get to know him and know like that even when a situation comes, you can be like, oh no, like mm -mm, my God is faithful. And it doesn't matter what I'm seeing. I know that. I know what he said concerning me. I know what he's promised concerning me. And this can be promises that you find by reading his word that apply to us as, you know, as heirs with Christ. And then this can be the stuff that he said just to you. And that's just something that's been really sweet for me lately, guys. Really sweet for me lately is just coming into this realization that like, oh no, like God, like I know who you are. And like, I don't care that this looks like this or I don't care that this like is looking a little shaky or it's not really a situation that I like or whatever. Like this is not, this is not about to come between us. Like I just, I have too much, we have too much history. Like we, we got too much history for me to sit up and let this little thing take me away from you let this little thing put me in a mode where I don't talk to you and it I want to say this it doesn't mean that God is always going to give you the answer because he's not there's been a lot of like I don't know a lot of times yeah there's been quite a few times where God didn't give me the answer but he gave me peace and I was reading James the other day, and I think it's James 1, 7, and it says um, that patience is having its perfect work in you. That when your faith is tested, patience is having its perfect work in you. And 
that was something that really stuck with me because patience, patience and waiting for your husband, for, for your husband to come along and also understanding that you might not he might not be your type or you know it might not come in the way that you think it's going to come and to not stress out and be like oh my gosh this is my husband oh my gosh this is my husband it's like bro you just met the man just be friends with him and 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 just talk to him and like see see where you go ask the holy spirit to lead you guide you and everything give you emotional sobriety so that you're not all caught up in the romanticism of it and just wanting to be in a relationship but you can actually see who this man is see the spirit of this man and see what how this man is going to operate and how this man operates in general because you ain't finna change that man only god can change people so we're not we're not gonna you're not gonna change that man you're not gonna change that woman so we're not gonna be out here trying to change people we have to be able to be in a position that god no matter what happens i know that I am loved and I know that I'm chosen. I know that I'm not forsaken. And you just have to be open to that. You have to be open to receive that Jesus died for you, that he gave his life for you. Even if this is the first time you're even hearing about this, he loves you. He died for you. He gave his life for you. At the beginning of time, before he even formed you in your mother's womb, he knew who you were. And he called you his. And he said, I don't care what kind of dirt, what kind of muck, what kind of mire, I don't care how or what they get into. I'm going to get my kid. I'm going to send my only son to take on the punishment that they should have had because that's how much I love them. They are of no profit to me. They are of no benefit to me. We can't benefit God in any way. He's perfect. He's perfect in all of his ways. So the fact that a perfect God just loves us so much to send his only son to save us, that alone, that alone, will put you in high praise that alone will put you in high thanksgiving to the point where you're not even thinking about oh i want a man or oh i want this and it's not wrong to want those things you know that's a desire within us that i believe that god gave us this desire because in the first in genesis god could have just had adam right but he decided to create Eve because he said it's not good for a man to be alone. So he decided to create a helpmate that was comparable to him. So the like the Bible begins with the marriage. And I believe that God wants marriage for his children. And if he doesn't, then he takes away the desire for that thing. And... You know, people are graced to not want to have sex or, you know, just not want it in that way. And yeah, I'm actually going to tell the story because I just feel, I guess I just feel like going off on tangents today that actually after this relationship, 
probably like a year after this relationship, I had completely abandoned the whole idea, the whole hope of marriage. Um, I had completely, I had pretty much decided that I knew I wanted to have children, but I didn't really want to have a man. I didn't really want to open myself up like that again. Um, I'm going to just be honest. I was on that, um, sugar daddy app. <laughs> I was looking for somebody to pay my bills and, um, I was planning to have a baby via like test tube and, you know, just raise the baby alone, be a single mother. And so the fact that I have come to a point today where marriage is definitely something that I want. I desire for it. I pray for it. I pray for my future husband. I pray for our marriage. Child, that's all. It's a whole 180 because there was no, there was no logical reason for me to want it again because I had convinced myself I had had a whole plan that would have, it would have worked out, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been, you know, like it wasn't what God had for me. And so God took me through this process of healing. And he said, actually, you do still want marriage, but you didn't allow yourself to come to terms with the fact that you still want that because you didn't want to face the hurt concerning that you were putting the face of your ex onto every man that you met after that and that is that was very true so holy spirit read me of course why would anything else happen and i love it and i want it to continue to happen um love when holy spirit reads me it's not always the uh (laughs) the funnest thing but um i don't want to be in a mode where i'm not getting read by the holy spirit and changed and and molded and shaped and, and growing so but anyway every man that i would date um after my ex i would compare them to my ex i'd be like well my ex i'd be like well my ex did that or my ex didn't do that or you know oh good like he does this my ex actually didn't do that and that's not the kind of game that you want to be in You don't want to be comparing your current boyfriend with your previous boyfriend. You don't want to be comparing your current girlfriend with your previous girlfriend. It's not fair to them. And it's not fair to you either. Because then you don't get to experience the fullness of that person because you're putting somebody else over them. So as I I wrap up this lessons from my ex i don't think there's going to be a part three i really don't i think this is it i think this is all i have um be open be open to love be open to love from the one who created love the one who became love for us who is love god is love okay and We need to be open to that before we can really receive anything else. And so without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for seeing us. 
Thank you for coming to those dark places, those places that we don't tell anybody, those places that we don't show anybody. Thank you for seeing the inner parts of our workings, the inner parts of our hearts and still loving us, seeing the parts that would disgust other people. God, you see them and you still love us. You love us the same. You know every single mistake that we're going to make and you still love us. When other people forsake us, God, you still love us. God, thank you. Thank you that you still love us. Thank you for your love that is so big and so wide and so deep that we can't even fully comprehend it. God, we're in awe of your love and the miraculous power of your love and the eternalness of your love. And God, I just pray that the person listening to this, that you would open up their heart. If they're experiencing pain from a relationship, if they're experiencing pain from even a friendship, God, that you would just reach into their hearts and begin to heal. And God, I pray that you would give them the courage to love again. I pray that you would give them the desires of their heart. I pray that you would change any desires that are not of you that are not within your will god let your kingdom come let your will be done on this earth and let us love each other let us love as the body of christ let us reach out into the world and to love others and let us be an extension of your love let us not be the ones that stop your love from coming but the ones that allow your love to come through. And God, I also pray that the past would be the past. Let the past not haunt any of us. Give us freedom to walk in all that you have for us in this season. That we would not blame ourselves, that we would not be in a place of shame or condemnation. Because you didn't create us to be there. You sent Jesus to die for our sins. That we are made free and that we are made whole. God, thank you. Thank you for your love. Fill us with your love that we would move forward in every single day and in every single moment with your love. In Jesus' name. Amen.